I got flowers today. It wasn't my birthday or any other special day. We had our first argument last night. And he said a lot of cruel things that really hurt me. But I know he's sorry, and he didn't mean the things he said because he sent flowers today. I got flowers today. It wasn't our anniversary or any other special day. Last night he threw me into a wall and started to choke me. It seemed like a nightmare. I couldn't believe it was real. I woke up this morning sore and bruised all over. But I know he must be sorry. I got flowers today. I got flowers today. It wasn't Mother's Day or any other special day. Last night, he beat me up again. And it was much worse than all the times before. If I leave him, what will I do? How will I take care of my kids? What about money? I'm afraid of him and scared to leave. And truthfully, I still love him. I know he must be sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. Today was a very special day. It was the day of my funeral. Last night, he finally killed me. He beat me to death. If only I had gathered enough courage and strength to leave him, I would not have gotten flowers today. Good morning. My name is Michelle Gilbert, and I'm the Oconee Family Advocate at Safe Harbor, a domestic violence program offering safe shelter, free counseling, advocacy, and support to victims living in the Greenville-Anderson, Oconee, and Pickens area. We also do education and outreach throughout the upstate. It's no secret that today isn't your typical Sunday message, but it's a message that needs to be heard. One in four women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Domestic violence is the leading cause of injury among women between the ages of 15 to 54, more common than all muggings, stranger rapes, and car accidents combined. Approximately one in five female high school students report being abused by a boyfriend in any given year. On average, three women are murdered by their husbands or boyfriends in this country every single day. South Carolina ranks first in the nation for women killed by men. Domestic violence can and does happen to anyone it cuts across all racial and ethnic backgrounds. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, educated or not. And yes, it affects those both saved and unsaved. Domestic violence can happen to anyone, and it's likely that someone you know, even someone that you're sitting beside this morning, has or is experiencing domestic violence. It's a complex issue, no doubt, much like an onion. There are many different layers, 
and abuse can take on many different forms. We often hear about the physical beatings, the chokings, the stabbings, and the shootings. And while the physical abuse is very real and the horror stories are unimaginable, domestic violence can also be emotional in nature. The constant put-downs, the inflicting feelings of complete worthlessness, and the crushing of an individual spirit can be just as detrimental, if not more painful, than physical abuse. Domestic violence can, take, can also take on the face of financial dominance and social isolation. What first oftentimes seems like a genuine desire to be a good provider and a protective mate quickly escalates to complete power and control over finances, social interactions, and all aspects of daily life. Often victims feel as if they can't survive outside of the relationship. They have no value and many times feel as if there's no one else to turn to or no one will understand. Because abusers are often charming, well-liked, and masters at manipulation. Victims often fear being looked at as crazy or unstable. They worry about their ability to not only provide for themselves, but also be able to provide for their children as well. Safety is a major concern. Believe it or not, in an abusive relationship, there is predictability in the day-to-day. But leaving is full of unknowns. And oftentimes, it is when a woman leaves that the situation is most lethal. And for many, although this can be hard for some to fathom, love still remains despite the abuse. See, the man is, is not reflective of the man that was or the man that's hoped for. The monster was once the Prince Charming. The man I fell in love with, the father of my children, the one I vowed to stand for and by for better or for worse. The one who says he loves me more than anything or anyone. The one who apologizes and sends flowers. So surely there is hope of reconciliation. If I can just do this or if I can just do that, then surely things can get better. But reality is domestic violence is not about what a victim does or does not do. Nor is it a genetic disorder or is it out of control emotions. I know lots of people who get angry, me in particular, but I don't hit. And it certainly is not love. Domestic violence is a choice fueled by nothing more than an individual's desire to have power and control over another. 
There is no love in domestic violence. It is a choice fueled by an individual's desire to have power and control over another. Domestic violence is indeed complicated and complex, but there is hope. With proper support and individualized safety planning, education, and awareness, many victims are able to break the cycle of domestic violence and learn to breathe again. I'm reminded of the strength of a woman I'll call Maria. She married her high school sweetheart at the age of 20, and to this union, seven children were born. For over 20 years, she endured both mental and physical abuse. Her children were often awakened by the beatings that her husband called the nightly games. At 42, she entered our shelter with only a car full of belongings and five minor children. She was so broken and completely alone. See, she had depended on her husband for everything. She hadn't worked in years. He was the primary provider. He made all the decisions. And at this point, even breathing on her own seemed difficult. But today, life is very different for Maria and her family. With the help of our shelter services and the support of an order of protection, she was able to move back into her home weeks later. She currently works full time, she manages her own money, and is now taking classes at the local adult education. She welcomed her first granddaughter a few months ago. Life is not perfect, but there is joy. I'm reminded of a young mother who I'll call Tony. Like many of us, she grew up in a loving two-parent home. She attended college and gave birth to her first son almost two years ago. Life on the outside looked picture perfect. But behind closed doors, it was one eruption after another. She desperately wanted to give her son all that she loved and all the love and the comforts that she knew as a child. So like many women, she made the decision to stick it out. But one night, in the midst of a violent altercation, she heard her son screaming and she said, no more. She left, and upon my first day meeting her, she almost cried for an hour straight. And in between the sobs, she said, I never imagined life like this. Ironically, it was a couple of months ago that she made the same statement but in a completely different context. We were unpacking dishes in her new home and trying very unsuccessfully to wrangle an overjoyed toddler. I watched them jump in the center of their living room and declare, we're home. There are still hills to climb, 
but today they know love. And currently, I'm working with a young woman at our shelter who this time last year was beat every day, every single day during the month of January. It was a month that she would never forget because she feared she would die. And one night she said she prayed that it would just be over and that he would kill her. Tonight, she'll snuggle up close to her six-week-old child and they'll both feel protected in our shelter. There is much work to do, but for now, we work on gaining strength. And what better woman to exemplify strength than the one whose name graces the top of the entryway of the bedroom we call peace. She is a devout Christian, a preacher's wife with a heart of service. On first glance, you never guess the story behind her smile are the reason for her tight embrace on the most ordinary days. 20 years ago, there was no domestic violence shelter when she left her first marriage in the middle of the night. She was afraid, feared rejection from the church, her family, and the raft of God. But through grace, she was able to restore all that was taken. Ten years ago, she prayed for a safe haven for victims in Oconee and Pickens. Five years ago, with the support of her husband and a group of other women, they raised $100,000 to begin the seed work for the shelter in Oconee. Two years ago, that money would serve as the seed for a million-dollar campaign, goal that was reached in months that would support the shelter that I call my assignment. And a little over a year ago, she was one of the ones who cut the ribbon for the shelter, the place where I witness those who are broken, lost, and simply exhausted, rebuild, renew, and learn to hope again. And what a year it's been. The Oconee Shelter is indeed a reflection of all that is good in spite of in this community. I have never been more proud to be raised in a community with such a caring heart. We are the shelter that the community built and with your support we breathe life into victims of domestic violence. So on behalf of the women, the staff, those in our community, thank you for being a part of something bigger than you are. Over the past year, the Oconee Shelter has provided shelter for over 159 women and children in crisis situations. Within the first three days, we were full. And unfortunately, as of this morning, we are full. Community counselors and advocates 
provided more than 400 hours of counseling and case management for victims, including individual and group counseling, safety planning, advocacy, and transitional housing assistance. Safe Harbor's Relationship Education Project has brought healthy relationship curriculum to more than 1,043 middle and high school students in Oconee County with more than, a, more than 100 hours in the classroom on domestic violence education right here in Oconee County. The Oconee Capital Campaign grew awareness of Safe Harbor's community service by an increase of 68% and served as a catalyst for introducing new initiatives, including Man Up State, which engages the 85% of good men because only 15% of men are abusers. So where does that leave the other 85%? Many times silent. Through initiatives like Man Up State, it gives opportunities for good men to get involved in the fight because domestic violence is not just a women's issue, it is a community issue. In addition to those things, we continue to educate, empower, and engage all segments of our community in the fight to eradicate domestic violence. So, where does that leave us? A new shelter, new initiatives, and even new legislation. We're so grateful for the new domestic violence laws. There's a lot to be proud of. And again, my heart sends the, the most sincere thank you. Together we've changed lives. That's admirable. It's a lot to be proud of. But we're not there yet. It's not time to walk away. Building a shelter, implementing new initiatives, Establishing new laws did not win the war. There is still a war that's raging, and we need you. Too many lives are on the line, and sending flowers simply cannot be the answer. We need all hands on deck. We are a combined staff of under 25 full-time employees, serving four counties with three shelter locations, offering 24-7 support. Volunteers are critical. They triple our staff, and they're still not enough. They answer calls on our crisis line, assist with events and fundraising. Some volunteers serve on our board of directors and represent us in the community as ambassadors, Volunteers also help with child care, assist in our front office, sort donations, teach living skills, whether it's educational classes, whether it's financial assistance or just a general women's support group, and complete many tasks throughout the year. Financial support is huge. All of our services are free, and we provide our clients with all of their essentials, including food, clothing, medication, diapers, and all other supplies for children. Many of our families come to the shelter with just the clothing on, our, on their back. 
When you give to Safe Harbor, 89.8 cent of every dollar goes directly to Safe Harbor's prevention and intervention services to break the cycle of domestic violence in the upstate of South Carolina. Simply, we need your support. You are a vital part of the fight. So let us exhale and acknowledge our progress, but then we must roll back our sleeves and go back to work. And as a church and people of faith, to turn a blind eye or to do otherwise, in my opinion, is to be disobedient to the word of God. As Christians, we are called to love each other to life and not to death. Let us show the kindness, the hope, the understanding, the compassion of God, even when the situations are beyond our control or human understanding. Let us encourage life. Let us educate ourselves and those around us. Let us not just quote scripture, but teach understanding. Let us model healthy relationships and be role models for our young girls and our young boys. And be mindful that our actions are often a result of what their reality is. Let us be mindful that being a Christian is not about being silent, but boldly being an ambassador for God. A God who loves and not hurts. And if you remember nothing else that I said this morning, know that there is joy, love, peace, and hope despite the storm. And as people of faith, we have a responsibility to share and give it as well. If you're in need of help, please reach out. And if someone reaches out to you, let us respond in the way that our Father does, with his arms wide open and in a position of love and not judgment. Let us give flowers to the living and not the dead.